Good evening, good morning, good afternoon. I hope we are all blessed and fully furnished. So today I'm looking at salvation. Many may uh, wonder what is salvation. Mostly we've been taught salvation is just confession, which is the part of salvation I'll be looking at today. But when we look at salvation, salvation is simply said to refer to deliverance or being set free from a peril or being set free from bondage. That's what we can say salvation is. So now, uh, many may think salvation is basically a new term and only exists in the New Testament, but no. Salvation uh, is there also in the Old Testament and also, uh, yeah, in the Old Testament, in many other books, even the book of Psalms, where David spoke about salvation on many intervals. So you find that salvation is just not a new subject matter. It has been there in the Old Testament. However, in the New Testament, our salvation is by grace. If we read the book of Ephesians 2 verse 18, the NIV, it reads, For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not from yourselves. It is a gift of God. So it means that our own type of salvation that separates us from the old testament it is by grace that we are saved us so the old testament it was only a few category of people but god's grace poured out to each and every person so that they can be saved so now um many may say i would like to get salvation how does that happen so you only get salvation uh, by confession because when we read the book of Romans 10 verse 9 to 10 in the KJV it reads that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead you will be saved for with the heart one believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation so it means we must confess Jesus Christ as our Lord and personal Savior because here it talks about accepting the Lord Jesus so now we should know that Jesus Christ, both of the both Jesus and Christ have got two separate meanings. There's one that means anointed one and the other one that means uh, savior. So now when we are confessing Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we are simply accepting Jesus Christ to have rulership over our lives and also accepting the fact that he died for our sins. He died for our he died for our transgressions that we may be the righteousness and he may be sin for us. But many people only accept Jesus Christ the Savior and they forget the Lord. Whatever version you will go to, you will find this aspect of lordship. There's a reason why they introduced lordship. Because if you read NIV, the same Romans 10 verse 9, it says, If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So why are we confessing Jesus is Lord? Because we are not talking about uh, just being a Christian. It's talking about us being a part of the kingdom of God. So it means that when we are accepting Jesus Christ, we are accepting to be a part of the kingdom of heaven, to be partakers of all the promises and all the benefits that the kingdom of heaven has to offer. But many people just say, Lord Jesus, I accept you as my Lord and personal Savior. So now what usually works in our salvation is the saviorship of Jesus and we forget that he is still Lord. So he means that he can still dictate how we are supposed to live our lives. But many people don't want to be dictated to on how they should live their lives because they want to live their lives the way they want it to be. 
You know, it's nice to live in an experience of a type of life such as addiction, such as alcoholism, such as sex, sex and all these other things. They are all good, yes, they do feel nice, but they are very destructive to our, our whole being, to our whole essence as a creation made by Christ, made by God. When God came to die for us, he wanted to take back rulership. He wanted to rule over our lives so that he can rule over our lives in accordance with the plans that he has for us. Because to whom he foresaw or to whom he cre created, he predestined. So it means you are a predestined creature, but you will not walk in accordance with your destiny because you are used to going to different destinations that are not the places that God wants to take you. So when we are speaking of salvation, accepting Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, we should also consider that there are certain things God will tell us to do and certain things God will say do not do. The don'ts of God simply are there to secure our lives. Look at Adam, for instance. Adam sinned against God when God told him not to do something, but he decided to do it. And you see that the Holy Spirit, that made him whole, that made him feel unashamed, that made him have wisdom, departed from him. And that's why you see that in the instance after they had realized that their eyes were open, they sought fig leaves. Why? Because wisdom had run from them. Also, shame, the spirit of shame, which is not of God, came upon them. So you find that many other times we want to walk in our own paths. We want to set our own rules and regulations on how we're supposed to live life. But when we come to basic Christianity of accepting Jesus Christ, we should consider his lordship also. Then you will see that God will be making manifest his plans over your life. So now, many may think salvation just ends by confession. That is a lie. Salvation does not end just by confessing Jesus Christ as Lord and personal Savior. Because when we read the book of Philippians 2 verse 12, it reads, Wherefore, my beloved, as ye have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Wow. So it means that my salvation does not end just by me confessing Jesus as Lord and personal Savior. Paul, as he was talking to the Philippians church, he's saying that you are supposed to wake it out with fear and trembling. Why are we supposed to be afraid of God? Because we are not supposed to forget the God of the Old Testament who still had wrath. He's still the God of the New Testament and he can still pass judgment against you. I'm not saying all this to try and make you fear, but I'm trying to introduce you to a God who saves, a God who is there for your benefit, a God who creates rules and regulations so that he can preserve and secure your life. Because most of us have veered off. Most of us have given our lives to different kinds of things. So now the reason why we confess with our mouth and believe in our heart because our heart is part of our soul. And that's the part that the devil is after. That's why the devil brings certain things to our table so that we can be partakers of those things that are not pleasing to God. So let's wake up to a reality. Basic Christianity starts with salvation. Basic Christianity, I repeat, starts with salvation. Confessing Jesus Christ as Lord and personal Savior will get you into the kingdom of heaven. Then all the benefits that God has will be added unto you when you start to seek the kingdom. 
But anyways, I did not want to take much of your time. I just wanted to introduce you to the topic of salvation. So, for those who have accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and personal Savior, I am very happy for you that you are a part of the kingdom of God. But I hope that you will work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. So you always have to look at the appetites of your flesh. Look at your heart conditioning. Look at different parts of you. Then for those who have not yet accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and personal Savior, I urge you to accept him as Lord and personal Savior by saying this simple prayer, Lord Jesus, come into my life. Be my Lord and personal Savior each and every day of my life. Father God, Lord, I pray that may you be a part of my life in each and every activity. May you transform me and change me to who you had created me to be. In Jesus' name we have prayed. So in closing, when we look at being saved or being delivered, we also have an aspect of that in the Lord's Prayer when Jesus was teaching his disciples and he said, forgive them their trespasses. As, as he taught his disciples, he told them to say that you should forgive your neighbor's trespasses and God will also forgive you of your trespasses. So it means that we have to always confess Jesus Christ. We always have to confess forgiveness because we do not know in the ways we error. We do not know in the paths that we may walk in that may not be pleasing to God. And that's why Jesus was teaching us the aspect of forgiveness because God always wants to work within us before he works externally outside us so anyways have a blessed time and i hope to see you next time